Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-Pack Radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news and the home of the Bader Inc. College Football Statistical Model. And the demise of this podcast, the reports of such are greatly, greatly overstated. We are back. We have two years of Pac-12 football, y'all. Stay with us. We're excited about this. We are going to talk conference realignment. You can follow us on Twitter at 12-Packer Radio if this is your first time listening. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brian Conger, and I'm joined as always by Rob Bowen from Sharp College Football, who is meticulously going through every single top 40. It's like, you know, we're like we're, we're, with the, we're doing the Casey Kasem top 40 here uh, at Sharp College Football on YouTube. So definitely check out his videos. <laughs> the, uh, the grand guru of the Beta Ray College Football Statistical Model, Mr. Rob Bowen. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm excited to be here. I mean, we can we can definitely like wade through some of the nonsense because there's been a lot of nonsense. Uh, it's just been fascinating because, you know, you try to listen to the stories and try to figure out what's going on. And there's a lot of rampant speculation where some of this stuff, I think, is is fairly gr- I mean, like a, a lot of people don't know what's going to happen next, but there are some driving forces, you know, just like just like in nature. Right. There's some driving forces towards why everything has been organized the way that it is. And I think that's the case in college football here, Rob. Uh, you know, j- just to just to open up like. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to like dump on on a lot of a lot of folks. Like that's not that's not what we do. But I'm curious. Like, what are some of the the because um, I want to get into the stuff that we really think will happen. But what are some of the speculative uh, you know, reports or comments on Twitter or other shows that you've kind of seen and just went, "What the heck is that? Where is that coming from?" It's it's because there are a lot of BS artists running around out there right now who are peddling what are you know and and look like complain about journalism all you want like the requirement that you at least have like confirmation from someone that would know before you run a story is helpful (laughs) you know like particularly in these cases and so in a lot of cases here you have people that are like quasi quasi connected some of whom may be around media like there's a i believe like a dallas fort worth radio host that keeps like tweeting out utterly nonsensical stuff about like schools joining the big 12. um there's also folks that like may have gotten one bit of information passed along to them that turned out to be right um and then they like most of the rest of what they're putting out there is, is not, I mean, but they get addicted to the attention, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) Um, that like they all of a sudden have these followers that are following them for like inside information. Um, but it does become sort of like the, like somebody had uh, tweeted out, like there was some doomsday cult that recently had like a doomsday prediction that got passed over. And of course, like what happens in those cases is like, people don't be like, Oh man, like I was totally wrong. Like she's like, wasn't that stupid. What people do is they rationalize like, and come up with excuses why the prediction didn't happen, <laughs> you know? So like you see this with like people that were predicting that it was going to be, 
USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington going to the the yeah. Pac-12 or to the Big Ten, and then when that didn't happen, and it was only USC and UCLA, well, they said, oh well, Oregon and Washington haven't really applied yet, and I'm like, that's not that's clearly not how it works. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the same thing goes for like some of these big, like the big 12 one is like, Oh, these schools have submitted applications. I'm like, no, that's not how, like the application, you could write that the application on like a, a napkin. And as long as it has a date and the school president's signature, like it's good. Like, it's just like, <laughs> we intend to join, like it could be one sentence. Like we enjoy intend to join. We are applying to join your conference. Like, please let us in. Um, there's not like a formal application process to any of these school to any of these conferences. And so when someone's running around out there and they're creating like fake process and there's a couple like offenders here and like people are retweeting them across Twitter and like, you just looks like, just look silly. Like doing this stuff is like, there's like, there's not like those, like those are some of the worst ones, but then the other ones are like people running around in, often in media and these people should know better. And it's kind of annoying too, because these are often the same people that are like pretending as if like, uh, like they, they, they buy the narrative, right? Like they, Oh, you know, UCLA and USC reached out to the big 10. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, like they may have like the initial contact between the two parties directly may have come from USC and UCLA. Um, but this is like, you know, a recruiter finding you for a job, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, by the time the parties are actually, like in this case, like by the time the parties are actually physically speaking, like it's already a done deal. Um, you know, and in, 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 in this case, it's the networks that are your matchmakers and, and likely your rec recruiters. But it's just so annoying because people run out there and they're like, oh, like the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are going to do this or the Pac-12 and the ACC are going to do that. And it's like, well, who's the network that benefits, right? Like, how does this benefit ESPN? How does this benefit Fox, right? Like, if who's the – one of the things we don't know right now is two of the conferences are still in flux over who their major TV partners are going to be, and that's the Big 12 and the Pac-10, the Pac right? Like, those – we, they are still have, they're open to negotiations on their new TV deals. We don't know who the new major partners are going to be like the assumption, like I'm sort of operating off, off the back of my head, you know, like is like the big 12 is more than likely going to be a Fox partner. There's probably some like harsh feelings at ESPN over Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. <laughs> um, and it may be, that, you know, the Pac-12's major partner going forward is ESPN. But, the, like, much as, like, you know, I don't think the media did a good job last year when the <clears throat> Big 12 was going out and adding BYU and UCF and Houston and Cincinnati, I don't think the media did a very good job because it's not altogether clear who provided the Big 12 those TV valuations and made that match. Right. That's huh. likely yeah. who the, that's likely who the Big 12's partner is going to be. My guess is it's Fox. I think it's probably Fox, but no one covered it that way because we still live in this like like part of it is, is that the biggest media engine covering college football also happens to be the behind the scenes player in this. And that is ESPN. Yeah. And ESPN really struggles to cover its uh, itself in this place. Right. Um, and a lot of like even people at the athletic, 
um, and like Bruce Feldman, who's uh, is a tremendously like he's my favorite college football writer, is like I mean he moonlights over at Fox, you know, doing sideline reporting, right? Like there are a lot of connections of like how do I cover who I also technically work for, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so there's like the behind the scenes portion of this. You will see people find like there's a great John Skipper interview. Um, that we've referenced before where he basically talks about like, yeah, we're pulling the strings on this. Um, you know, I think John Wilner and John Canzano each talked to a former Fox executive, um, you know, to help, I think at least get a little bit more behind the scenes on this, but like, we still like that. So the, my major question, and I think what is, and we'll get into it, like what is likely to happen, um, for the PAC 12 is like, there is likely a TV partner that has already stepped forward the Pac-12 was in their 30-day negotiating window that they have with Fox and ESPN. They're going to come out of that without a deal, but there is probably already like the outlines of whoever the major partner in that deal is. The new deal will be is already there. Well, I for, I forget which news outlet reported it, but it sounded like the that Fox was. Uh, I think the quote was unlikely to participate in the pack like the new Pac-12 negotiations, which I thought was interesting. And, and it made more like once I kind of got that it made more sense why and and, and I widely mocked this right like because the pac was like oh we're, we're like you know I think they're just like they're just throwing stuff at the wall right now I think we're kind of in that phase where there was the report of like oh the pac-12 is going to make a loose alliance and I'm like oh no like don't use that word right. <laughs> like please don't use that word again right <laughs> with the ACC and to me, that like a that didn't seem likely, and then maybe they do. Like I get it. ESPN's trying to unwind that, um, or like you know, unbox basically the value of the ACC contract. At the same time, if you're the Pac-12, and that's and that's your first move, or that's what you're doing, like it just struck me as so desperate because yeah. And, and there was a couple of, like the first is we don't know what the ACC is going to be in like three years. So if you're basing your entire media rights on what's going on over at the ACC. And the ACC isn't done; it, it hasn't settled what it's going to be. Then, man, that's putting a lot of faith in what's going. And like, and I get it. Like, ESPN also owns the SEC, so maybe there's a little bit of like, you know, uh, pulling the pulling the strings over there and trying to make sure that everything's like on, on solid ground. But I just like, I, I mean, I, I tweeted out like, what do you care most about? Like Georgia Tech football. <laughs> like Duke football or half a bag of Cheetos and like, and and it wasn't to throw shade at the ACC. If I were, if I, if we were ACC podcast and I, and I tweeted the same thing, like, what do you care most about UCLA football, Stanford football, or like half a bag of Doritos, like half a bag of Doritos would have won three to one also. Like, it's just, they're so like those, these two conferences are so far apart. And it's like, in my mind, it was just so ridiculous that that's, that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's what's going to happen, but it also like smacks, just incredibly poorly of all of this is happening, like obviously for the short term and and medium term dollars, but like just that fan experience of, Hey, you know, this is a regional sport and like, right. We are packed over radio because it it was fun covering this part of the country and this conference. And I, I give, I mean, like I care about wake forest because you know, like ever, because they could throw the ball and they have a fun offense, but like if, if Wake Forest like ran the triple option, I'm out. If, if Wake Forest ran a regular like crappy offense like they normally do, I I just I could care less about what's happening on the opposite side of the country in a in a conference that's frankly just as bad as the Pac-12. 
And that's kind of, I don't know, like, what, what did you, when that news came out, what, what were your initial impressions? Because, like, I almost, like, threw up on the table. I'm like, I mean, like, that, like, I was, so, like, laughing at it. I'm like, ah, that, that's, that's ridiculous. That just, it just so smacks mean, like, clearly the Clearly, op- the optics are bad, right? Like, clearly, like, following the Big Ten, a quote unquote member of the Alliance, you know, like, raiding the Pac 12, you know, like, Going back and going back to the alliance well was like clearly terrible optics, but the logic. <clears throat> let me give you the logic behind it, okay? Like the Pac-12 has it has a major distribution problem for the Pac-12 network, right? Like, like one of the main issues with revenue over the last couple of years for the Pac-12 conference has been that they lack an ESPN or Fox partner for distribution to negotiate, to get them into more homes on like the basic level cable tier. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea there, like, listen, like the ACC is not full on, not going to get to renegotiate their contract with ESPN unless they add members. Yeah. Okay. Like that would trigger a con like that could trigger a renegotiation. So like the, the idea is not, I mean, it's not crazy. The problem is it's just like ESPN could also like, I mean, again, like people come back to like, what's ESPN going to do with this? Like, does ESPN really want to let anybody out of that contract in the ACC? Probably not. Right. Like, um, and like, is ESPN willing to, I mean, and I say this because, like, I think people are—I think people also have no real idea what they're talking about when they talk about like the ACC has. The, some of the schools in the ACC are more attractive to the Big Ten than I think many of the other schools are to the SEC, and I think we've covered this a little bit, right? Like, like Clemson, South Carolina is already there. The SEC—they're not going to sell any more. SEC network subscriptions in South Carolina, right? Yeah. Like North Carolina might be appealing. You could talk themselves like into one of the Virginia schools might be appealing to the SEC. Um, but like, like there's not a lot, like, I mean, like your big name schools in the ACC, like Florida state, you've already got Florida, you know, like my, I mean, like those, those schools are like going to be less like the big 10 could expand in and bring in big markets, right? Like that they're not in currently the SEC is already in most of the ACC markets, right? I just don't look at it as like ESPN's not looking at that one and thinking, oh my gosh, like there's like infinite more money to be made. And I, I think there's a real argument to be made that, bringing in Clemson or Florida state might reduce the payout per school off of what they're making after bringing in Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. So like, I'm just, I'm not convinced that there's like that. So like the logic from an ACC and PAC 12 perspective, at least somewhat makes sense. Like if you could come together with some sort of like extremely loose agreement that you could maybe use to trigger you know, like an ESPN renegotiation on the ACC side, which would be valuable for them. And then, you know, allow the PAC 12 to like piggyback on and get better carriage for the PAC 12 network by like combining that with ESPN and the ACC network. Like that might actually move something for you. Right. Like that could work. And you could see like how that might work for both conferences, but that was it. Like, but I also felt like it got thrown around as like, 
I don't know. I mean, there were some people that had sources on it. I honestly don't like, that's one of those ones. Like, again, like who's the network driving it. And I don't think there was one, right? Like somebody from the conference reaches out, spitballs it. But yeah. like, if you don't have a network backing it, willing to pay for the idea, then like, what do you got? Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I just, yeah, no, I, I, that, that's it. That's it. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm following you on that front because it, it just seemed far-fetched on a lot of things. Um, and I mean, I, I guess I was going to ask what's in it for the Pac-12. I guess it's just more carriers, right? The Pac-12 network is like, you know, in a box on someone's Christmas shelf, like in the attic. And at least you can bring it down and like people can pass by it and look down it and go like, oh, that's cute. And then move on. Uh, but you can get a lot of money from that. But even if they did that, I mean, just the plane that the Pac-12 would be on, like it, like the conference is so screwed because if, if that's the if that's the best move and they were like spitballing that type of stuff, like you're not even close with the Big Ten and the um, and the SEC are are putting together, um, and that's worrisome because I think like success begets success. Um, and, but and, like, nobody's going to be close, right? Like I mean, you you yeah, everyone yeah, has to accept. I mean, like the Big Twelve is not going to be close. The ACC is going to be like maybe seventy million a year behind, right? Like that's. There's no, there's no, even with like, so with USC and UCLA in the fold, the Pac-12 was set to get, to finish ahead of the Big 12 as it was reconstructed and ahead of the ACC and sort of have like the third best TV deal. With USC and UCLA gone, it is, and I say this, like, I still think they could end up with the better deal than the Big 12. But, like, both of those conferences could now finish right around where the ACC is. But I'm also, like, not convinced, like, if the ACC went to market, they would get a massively better deal because, like, like we talked about, right? Like, I mean, your headliner is Clemson. Like, Clemson still has a relatively smallish following, right? They're not a jugger. Like, people people assume this. Like, I, like I cannot – I also cannot – emphasize this enough because I have watched so many people make this freaking mistake and they will run out there and they will say things lately. They'll be like, Oh, like, like market size doesn't matter. Like market size still matters. Okay. Um, and then you'll also say like, people will quote like TV ratings and they like, this is the same thing. Like last year when I was like, look, if the big 10 makes a move, it's going to be USC and UCLA and not Oregon. And I had Oregon fans quoting like how they've been kicking USC's butt on TV ratings. And I'm like, yeah, like you guys have been good. Like you casual fans are tuning in, <laughs> you know, like don't the networks actually know what you bring to the table at the margin. Right. Um, and that's where your value, like that's where your valuation is coming in. Um, and so like, I just, I don't want to hear, like I see so many people and like in the pack 12 tweeting out like, Oh, like our numbers have been like Utah fans, like our numbers have been so good. I'm like, you've been really good. Like a six and six Utah team doesn't do numbers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's, that's your yeah. problem. That's the biggest thing that that's been floated around a lot on Twitter. Like when, when you see people that are saying, oh, this school like that brings in this much like this, this many viewers, and this school does this. Like, I think first, y yes, it, it's important when it's important to note that like, hey, you're good when that stuff is happening. But also it's the opponent, too. You know, <laughs> like it's, right. it's also who you're playing. The networks know what another school with your record against that same opponent with that same opponent record in that time slot is going to do numbers wise. And they know what you're going to do. 
right? Like, I just, it boggles me. And the other part is, is like people like, oh my gosh, like they're like, have you seen like Oregon's like one of the top revenue athletic departments in the country? I'm like, yeah, because Phil Knight donates a ton of money to Oregon, <laughs> right? Like, you're like the same thing as like Washington, one of the top revenue athletic departments in the country. Like Washington makes it up on fundraising. Like, no, like Purdue and Indiana don't care how much you fundraise. None of those dollars are going to Purdue or Indiana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like people have to get a grip on like, and just be a little more willing to say, I don't know. And maybe like, I don't know, take a break and listen a bit. And I like, I get it. It sucks. Like, this is a hard, like being a college football fan and you're a fan of one of the schools that is not going on to the big money. is not a fun place to find yourself. Right. It is stressful. You don't like, you think about like, where are we even going to be? What is college football going to look like this thing that you love and enjoy and look forward to in the fall? What is that going to be and look like? And that sucks, but like, you, like we need to be realistic here, right? Like, there's like somebody came out today, and they're like, they're like, it's breaking news. Like, the SEC isn't going to expand. I'm like, that's not breaking news. Like, there's no, there's no <laughs> one for them to add. Like, like, other than Notre Dame, there's no one that that increases per school payouts for either the SEC or the big 10. So like, here's the question on that. And I think I, I have the answer already, but I just want to, to run it by you. Right. So is there, and, and I'm thinking of Washington and Oregon when it comes to this, is there value in bringing on teams that have a solid footing, even if it costs you per school in the short run to have a stronger conference in the long run? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's, here's where the, this bet is, is interesting. And it is, what if you need, what if you need, to, what if you really, cause the PAC 12 really does need to get out of running its own network. Absolutely. It cannot, it can't keep doing this. All right. So what do we need to do? Like in that case, like we really need, like you have to present a, a more interesting option where like that, whoever is your negotiating partner can go in and negotiate with, you know, like Cox or whomever it is and wherever you are, you know, and say like, Hey, like you really need to carry the pack, whatever network, because, you know, like we have, like you also are going to want to carry ESPN or like, I'm assuming like, again, I'm going to operate under the assumption until I see otherwise that ESPN is likely the PAC 12's new major partner. 
um, for the majority of their game picks. That's it. I mean, it could be CBS or somebody, right? Like that could absolutely be it too. Um, but like whoever ends up being the Pac-12's network partner, cause they do need one. Then it's a question of like, all right, if that's the case, cause like, like if anybody says Boise state, just, just like literally tune them out. <laughs> <laughs> Boise's small, right? Like, like go look up and, and I'll, I'll tell you the secret here. Secret here is to look up DMA. So look up the top DMAs. So right now, and, and Neil, like you, you know, a lot of people use like the Nielsen numbers, right? Pac-12 has lost Los Angeles, which is an enormous one. And there's nobody in LA that can, like, there's nobody that can really get you back into LA, right? Yeah. Like, I would argue, like, San Diego State doesn't even really get you back into LA. You know, like, your, like, your best bet to get back into LA is maybe, like, your network partner is the Dodgers, <laughs> who have their own TV network. And, <laughs> and maybe you partner with the Dodgers, because they could get you into LA. Right. Um, but like you're, you're better off just scheduling regular season games in LA than maybe bringing in, you know, like San Diego state, perhaps if, if LA is your goal. Now, if you like want to bring in San Diego on their own, they're the 28th largest DMA, right? Like same size, like roughly as Indianapolis or Nashville that's useful, right? Like that's not, that's not small potatoes. Like maybe you grab that one. Okay. Like now you add San Diego. All right. But that is start, like, this is where it starts getting rough. <laughs> like, <laughs> Vegas is the fourth largest DMA or 40th. Sorry. 40th like largest fourth. DMA. Holy Moses. Yeah, no. Same as bringing on Oklahoma city or Austin. Um, that's not great. Your other options maybe is Albuquerque, Santa Fe. That's 48th. Like where they're, where the money might be if I'm the pack 12 pack 10 is where you could maybe make it up is if you went to Dallas and Houston and cause Dallas is the fifth largest DMA at about 2.7 million households. Houston is the eighth largest DMA at about 2.4, almost 2.5 million households those are your bets, right? Like those are your options. Like there's not a lot of like, you've already got Phoenix, which is the 12th. You've got Seattle, which is the 14th, you know, like San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, that's the sixth largest DMA, right? Like you have some attractive markets, right? Like what your, but your only options are really like, and this is where like when people would say like, Oh, the, the big 12 is going to raid the pac 12. I'm like, why would anyone leave to join the big 12? <laughs> like the 10 together, this is still true. The 10 together still works better. Join like any part peeling off to go part to be a part of the big 12. Oh, so that's interesting because yeah, because you saw the reports come out that the big 12 yeah. is targeting the Arizona schools, Utah um, and Colorado and possibly the um the pacific north like oregon and washington and i i was curious about that because it would be it would be fun from a football perspective right like i I just think that conference is more interesting than the pac-12 as it is now you have a lot more schools that care you have schools that just got in that are willing to invest 
and yes, it might be the hipster conference that doesn't like, you know, that, that, <laughs> that liked the first album, you know, the, the second album wasn't as good. Like, it's just, you know, right. like you're, you're, you're pushing your glasses up to the forehead as, as you're, but like, that's fine. Like I'm one of those people. I would, I would love that conference, but I didn't know if it made sense financially for Arizona, Arizona state, the mountain schools and like in Oregon and Washington. And you're saying I mean, it like, doesn't. If you could, if you could peel off, I mean, like. If you could like, like, and I think this is still true. Like what I put out there, like if you could peel off some of the attractive markets from the big 12 and get them to join with you, then you're cooking a little bit. I mean, then you're like, like, but like the best bet remains like if, like if you, if, if you really wanted to make the most money and move past the ACC you would take like the top six teams in the big 12 and the top six teams in the pac 12 and you would drop everybody else like a bad habit. <laughs> I mean, and that is, that is the unfortunate truth, right? Like you would, you're you, like, cause this is like, we've talked about this a little bit, like the future of the super conferences is likely dropping eventually dropping the Rutgers of the world, right? Like Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like the, the yeah. schools that just, you know, but these, like these conferences, like if you wanted to really put yourself in a position, like, and you're still going to be far behind, but to be less far behind and to make the most money you could, you would need to actually like, you know, like you need to leave behind the worst performers in your conference. Um, you know, but I like, I still think like the PAC 12, like bringing in, you know, like if, you know, like if you could add in Houston, like if you could go to ESPN and say, look, like you're going to be our partner with the PAC 12 network, you know, like we can add, you know, and ESPN says, fine, let's go get Houston and let's go get Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, and that's probably adding Houston and TCU or SMU, maybe whatever, you know, fine, like go do it. Right. Like, <laughs> so, well, like, here's, here's the question I have about that. Right. So you were talking about the, the different sizes, the DMA is like the designated market area. It's like basically how many TV homes are in there near. Yeah. So, you know, like we we're talking about pulling, pulling further down, like right. Reaching down and getting, um, like, I mean, I guess like Dallas and, and Fort Worth is fifth Houston is eighth, but I guess, I guess like my point would be, you know, Seattle, Tacoma, is 14 and Portland is like top 25 or it's number 25. So those, those are still big markets, particularly Seattle. Why, right. why wouldn't the big 10 like, how you know, like, cause, cause we're why talking about the, the big 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's your problem. This is like, they're you're, you still, you have to get, you have to get, I mean, with, you have to get 10 votes, right? in order to get in there with 16 big 10, is it 10 votes or is it 12 votes? I think I had it like as a little over 11 votes last time I looked. If you count USC and UCLA as voting members, Northwestern counts Um, as a half, you know, like they, (laughs) no, I mean like they, but each, you have to get all of those votes and you are bringing in less money. That's the problem is like your pitch, like the pitch as it is like, look, ESPN and Fox are still sitting around behind the scenes, Right. They still get to like pull the strings and everyone pretends like they're not right. (laughs) That's good. I think that changes in the future, but 
everyone gets to pretend right now like that's not the case. They're still continuing to work within the framework of the conferences that are their business partners, right? So like your the pitch has to be of two things, right? Like you have to make more money for ESPN and you have to make more money for each Big Ten or SEC school, right? So like the, that second condition is the one where Washington and Oregon fall apart, right? Like they're, they don't have anything like the fan bases of a top Big Ten school, right? They're far more like an average Big Ten school. And that is just not going to – like, yes, like you can add in some cash on – but like if it's – like if you're talking about like market size and getting in there and being able to tax the market, like you know who they might bring in is Stanford, Right. Well, like, so I, I guess that's the question I have where, where it's the question of like, who would Notre Dame's buddy be, (laughs) right? Like that's the only way anybody else is getting in anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they might, and they might ask for that. I mean, a, because like, I guess you have access to the market B Stanford kind of sucks. So it's like, you know, you're bringing somebody in to take the L's, but I, I think it's the thing, the thing that makes me hesitant of that is that, you know, like on one side we're talking about, okay, Washington and Oregon don't have the fan bases that a team in West Lafayette has or a team in Lincoln, Nebraska has. Um, no, no, I think they do have, like, I mean, stand like Washington and Oregon in terms of real fan base size and draw are closer to like your Minnesota's and Iowa's. And I mean, I think they're bigger than Purdue, right? Yeah. But oh, they're yeah, not, yeah. They're not Michigan. They're not even Michigan state, right? They're not Penn state in terms of real draw, right? Like that's sort of like, look, the big 10 has a absolute behemoth, like a monster in Ohio state, but they don't like beneath that. You still have some schools that are really big draws on their own in Michigan and Penn state and Michigan state. And I mean, Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin's a bigger draw than Washington or Oregon. Um, but like they're they're still decent sized draws. They're just like if you're you're not going to get enough votes to make like you're not going to talk Purdue into taking less money per year to do Washington and Oregon a solid. So you're saying like a Washington like and I'm actually ditched, I'm going to kick Oregon to the curb here for a second. You're telling me that a Washington with like a top fifteen market that gets an influx of cash and possibly becomes a draw like that's too much of a risk for like a Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, like as it is, like, I mean, cause fundamentally like the other part too, and there was an interesting piece I think that did come out. I want to say it was in the athletic, but maybe it wasn't. No, it was in one of the local, it was in like a local New Jersey paper, <laughs> but it was basically on like what we had talked about, which is like, what happens eventually to the small schools in these conferences, these super conferences, right? Like what happens to them, right? Like in not looking at this round of realignment, but maybe the next round, right? Mm. And if you're one of those schools, why in the wide world would you invite in Washington and Oregon, right? Uh, And give them the same amount of money you're going to get. And then you're basically going to be competing with them for a spot in whatever super conference comes, right? Mm -hmm. Like why not give yourself 10 years and a $70 million per year advantage and like, see where you are in 10 years, right? Like see if you can pass them. Oh, I got you. Okay. And, and 
UCLA and, and USC are bringing so much more money to the table that it's worth taking that risk if you're Northwestern or Purdue or, you know. Right. Uh, I yeah. mean, yeah, they, they're going to get more money per year by bringing in USC and UCLA. Like, unfortunately, like this is just really hard. hard like, like this is like a basic because everybody like college football fans like this is like it is very personal. It is not very fact based, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like so being told that your school isn't good enough, like really sucks. Um, but like they're just like if you don't make like, I mean, the the thing where people are like Washington and Oregon just haven't applied yet. I'm like, there's no application like Fox reaches out to you and is like, Hey, do you want to make a bunch more money in our, you know, like with our business partners over here? Um, and they Fox basically provides that thing where like, Oh yeah. Like USC and UCLA didn't talk to the big 10 until like a month before this all happened. Like I am sure Fox was talking to all parties for months before this happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. The same thing is like ESPN and and Oklahoma and Texas, right? Like that move to the SEC was all driven by ESPN. So, what, like, where do you think where do you think the Pac-12 ends up? Like, given given what's happened recently, so it sounds like you think uh, it's it's a Mo Green from uh, Godfather Two. It's like, no, you don't buy me out, I buy you out. Like that that kind of. Uh, well, look, yeah, I mean, you know, the big the Big Twelve everyone's assuming like everything's set in stone with these guys. They still don't have it. Like their TV deal isn't done. Right. Mm. And so like, I do think right now, like, like, look, if, if anyone in the pac 12 could make more money by going to join the big 12, those conversations would probably happen. Right. And I'm not it's like, people are assuming like these things are going to happen overnight. Like they don't just happen overnight. Right. Like, there are there like there things have to get nailed down in order to make these things happen. But like, I don't think the PAC 12 really, like, I don't think the schools in the PAC 12 really believe they're going to make more by ditching Cal and Stanford. And I mean, there was like a, I mean, one of the great, like absolute lunatics out there, like in, in Dallas for radio hosts is like, we should never let in Cal or Stanford because they're too liberal. And I'm like, you would walk on hot, like everyone at Baylor or TCU would walk on <laughs> hot coals to be in the same room as Cal or Stanford. Like, just like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, you're going to turn down being like getting to have your picture taken with like academic you know, like an academic, two academic superstars and you get the San Francisco market. Like, well, here, why? Yeah, like, I, I, I get like, I get that. I get most of that. The thing that I need you to walk me through is, are they just, I guess, I guess I probably answered this where they're looking, they just get access to that. Like nobody, here's the thing. Nobody watches Stanford football. Nobody watches Cal football, but they're, they're just getting the money from the access. If they, if they take yeah, this, purpose, they would just right? sell, they would like, that's part of the problem with Cal and Stanford. Like the market is attractive. That is literally the only attractive part. Right. Yeah. I like, mean, aside the academics, like they're like two of the best right. schools in the world, but like we're talking but college like, football. Yeah. The cat, like the, 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 football like the actual foot like the engagement and we i mean cal fans and stanford fans are there's times you feel like you could count them in single digits right yeah as far as engagement goes and they have a mat i mean they have a massive problem of engagement with current students with alumni and with their community like on all three of those fronts 
<laughs> both of those schools have, are completely failing, right? Yeah. And that's like that's that is who sells, that's who buys tickets, and who tunes in on TV. And they could not like like Stanford could maybe like I'm sure can fundraise enough to keep things going, you know, if they want. And I'm sure there's some like donors that care enough. Like Cal, if Cal ended up outside of like a major conference, like Cal probably drops football. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally, but the problem is they just threw all that money on that, that stadium to make it not fall into the crest of the earth. But, um, <laughs> but, right. Uh, so, but, but, but I mean, but, I, like, I mean, like everyone's fundamentally, like everyone goes crazy. It's like, they're playing like risk or something like that. And they're like, no, no, like really you could do this. You could do that. But like, I really do think like fundamentally you are far more likely that we are far more likely to see the PAC 12 stick together at 10 then we maybe are to see anything else. And I think that there is still room for the, like everybody's assuming that those big 12 teams are non poachable. I don't think the big 12 has signed a grant of rights yet because they haven't signed their TV deal, which huh. means nobody's tied yet to the big 12. And I could see people make, like, that's like if I was running the pack 10, that's where that's the move I'd make because look, I mean, Houston's a Carnegie R one university. I don't know where TCU sits or SMU sits, but like you could talk yourself, talk yourself into it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like those are like when people talk about like, there's just not like, I mean, San Diego is a decent size market, but like none of, none of that, like adding the 28th market in San Diego is not moving the needle, man. Like you got to add, like you got to go out there and add Dallas and Houston. Right. So, so like I get like going back to Cal and Stanford real fast. Cause I want to go back to San Diego. I just want to make sure that I have those, it, even though those programs are like, just have no, like there's nothing there, there, right? Like um, right. even when they're good, right? Like when Stanford was good with Andrew Luck, I went to that game when they played like number 20 Arizona and the stadium was half full. Like it, it was, it was embarrassing. Uh, now they, I, think they, I was at that. I, I was at that game too. And that was like, I've ne- like, Oh my God, like Stanford threw the ball like five times and they were tight end play actions. I've never seen tight ends. So wide open 40 yards <laughs> on the field. Like, and, and that that's like that's the first time where I was watching a college football game and and I was watching the quarterback and I went oh <laughs> like he luck was mm-hmm. so good on his feet and just he would the way that he stepped in that pocket to evade like cuz Arizona had two NFL tight ends now what like you know good good college football tight ends that happened to have a you know time in the NFL but like anyway that that's a whole nother story i get like so the question i'm asking though so stanford and cal like those programs will likely for the next five to 10 years, not have a fan base. But it, so what you're saying is like in this round of negotiations, it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that a conference, whether it's the PAC 12, likely not the big 12, but like the, the big, t- whoever, whoever has those schools gets, gets, gets to There's, claim that San Francisco market, even it's though it's a combination. Watching. So think of it as a combination. Like people are like, it's all one or it's all the other. And it's not, it's both, right? Like you have to have a fan base that is engaged and that fan base may sit outside your local market. Right. Yeah. So like Ohio state has Columbus, Ohio at 32 technically. Right. But they also have Cincinnati and Cleveland. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, so like you may like there may be a bigger draw like Oklahoma is a pretty big draw 
over large parts of Texas as well as Oklahoma, right? Like Oklahoma City is the number 41 market. Like Oklahoma on its own, it, like isn't bringing in a ton for a DMA. They're bringing in a large fan base nationally. Yeah, but but Cal and Stanford but, don't have that. Right. And as we're so moving- So the other part though is what we just talked about, like which is like talk about like when people say like, oh, like- you know, you have to be good at football to like, you know, when these people say like, Oh, look at Boise state. I'm like, no, like you have to think like, why are Rutgers and Maryland in the big 10? <laughs> you know, like Rutgers, Rutgers allows the big 10 to negotiate, to get on the lower cable tier and be in more households in the New York city area and New Jersey. And Maryland is Northern Virginia, Washington, DC, Baltimore. Right. Like, so it's almost the casual fans that they're they're getting access right. to, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, and even like here's the thing, even people that don't care about college football who have a cable subscription, if you get you know, like this is the thing with like UCLA or USC is like you know, like you're getting casual fans like but you are also getting people in LA who don't have care about football at all but have a cable subscription. And now the big 10 with Fox as their major shareholder in the big 10 network will be able to go in and negotiate and get the big 10 network on the basic cable tier in LA. Yeah. And we're still like, and I think this was in that, um, that, uh, that skipper interview where yes, that model is, is fading, but we're, it still matters. Is that what you're right. saying? It's, not, it's like, yeah, it's like people are like, oh, no, like streaming is the only thing that matters. Like, just ignore those people. They have no idea what they're doing. I help. I I literally help companies optimize their marketing advertising spend <laughs> between linear TV, which is what we refer to as like old style TV, cable, whatever, and streaming. Right. And yeah. most advertisers are spending on both. Right. Like it is like there's a mix across both and you often get like different like cable tends to skew older and you may be thinking like, oh, who cares about old people? Like, you know, who has money? Old people. Old people. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like they're they're in their prime earning years. They've had a longer time to save. Old people have money. <laughs> so all things, everything settles. You're you're thinking that the Pac-12 goes out and pulls. Well, and this is funny because like I think. Before before USC and UCLA left, we had kind of poo-pooed the idea of like, oh, don't get Houston. Like, you don't need Houston. But that's that's before you lost the LA market, right? Is that kind of – now Now it's kind of a scramble? Is that uh, – Right. Like, I mean, I – like, look, I mean, we had talked about like – you know, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think if we go back, like, we had talked about like your – like, if you were going to do it, like, because people, people always throw around like – Vegas or like stuff like and those aren't bad ideas, but like the real money would be adding Houston, right? Yeah. And the Pac-12 probably should have thought of that, like adding in Houston or like something so that you can make yourself like with adding in Houston or Dallas, you're giving whomever your network partner is more of an opportunity to re like make more money and like incentivizing them to go to the negotiating table and negotiate really hard on your behalf to get your network in more homes. Right. Yeah. Like that. And that's what the pack, like the pack, like, and the problem the pack 12 has had and that they need a, like they need, like they, that absolutely has to happen this time around is they have to have somebody 
who can help negotiate for them in other markets, right? Like that's what ESPN does with the SEC network. That's what Fox does with the Big Ten network. Like you are, when you're negotiating with Fox, you're negotiating, like the whole channel package is often up for renegotiation at the same time, right? So like you're talking about FS1 and the Big Ten network and Fox and Fox News and I mean, and, 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 right? Like ESPN, you're talking about like all the versions of ESPN, ABC, like you're negotiating that whole package. And so ESPN like throws its heft and weight behind the SEC network or the ACC network to try to get that in more homes so they can work more money. Like the Pac-12 needs to be out of like the, oh yeah, we're DIY. <laughs> like, because they don't have any, like they don't have any weight, you know, to like, negotiate with like that's why like i said like if you really wanted to be in la like maybe like if that's what's really critical is to try to stay in la is like maybe partner with the dodgers who have like had to have a serious fight but i think have mostly won to get the dodgers network you know in homes that kind of thing right like um that's where like i think that there's potential I wouldn't necessarily like you want, you also need the rest of the, where the, like they, the Dodgers networks from have not going to have any pull anywhere else. Um, yeah. So one last question, because I've seen this pop up a couple times it's on, um, like I know that the Cal, like the, the UC system, right? So, so in California, you have, you have two basic college systems. You have the UC system, which is yep. UCLA, Cal, you know, Cal Berkeley, UC San Diego, a couple other schools. And then you have the Cal State, which is like Cal State, Fullerton, San Diego State. It's all the state schools. Um, and, and with the with the UC school being the higher tier, right? Like that often. Right. Yeah. Most of the, most of the UC schools are uh, Association of American University Research Institutions um, with, a real, with a real research focus. Yeah. So – I, my understanding was like the UC system was like pissed that UCLA like ditched Cal to go to the Big Ten. Um, is there any? I guess there's two questions. Are there any repercussions for this? And and is there anything like state led like you know because I've seen this a couple times like like state legislatures and stuff and I just recall the um the Texas what like when you know when Texas went to the SEC. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, it was funny and it got some sound bites, but like, it didn't matter. Right. They're just, it's like when uh, the big tech executives go in front of Congress, like it doesn't matter. It's just, everybody's there to get their piece right. in and get and do like spread it on Twitter. Um, which, which is ironic, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, in, in this case, um, you know, the Texas legislature didn't do anything. Is it any different? You're in not going to be, you're not going to beat UT in the Texas legislature if you're Texas tech. <laughs> <Right? Like>. <laughs> 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 but but I, I do think in California, though, it, it is a little different because because of their prestige. I mean, I'm not saying like Texas is an awesome school, too, but like because it's UCLA, because th like that that whole system has kind right. of been built together. And I'm, I'm just like, do you is, is there I'm, and I'm not saying they should. I'm just curious if that if that's a factor in any of this. No, no. I mean, so like, look, if, if UCLA would not have announced this move, if they didn't have approval. Oh, right. Like yeah. if they didn't have a nod from the UC system that they could do this, they wouldn't have done it, announced it. Um, and so they've got it. Like now they may have had to like grease some wheels or basically say like, Hey, we don't have a choice. Like we got to make this move, you know, this opportunity still like, but I think it ultimately comes down to like this opportunity is too good to pass up. Right. Like, um, 
and you know like for i don't i just don't think i also don't think cal i don't think cal cares enough about the athletics to fight him on it that hard (laughs) i I mean like honestly my belief is that like if you ask the majority of like the cal administration right now would you would you not want a football program i think the answer is we don't want a football program (laughs) Like, I just no. I mean, like you're not wrong. I mean, look, like Cal. I mean, Cal. I mean, look. You, I mean, it's not as if UCLA is not also like these are two of the very best public universities in the world. Two of the very best universities in the world. Um, but Cal is not in the same athletic realm as UCLA has often been in of late. Um, and I don't like. I just don't think Cal it has anything like engagement. Like they just don't care. Right. And that's where like, like there, they like you, like, so you, you remember when, uh, Texas A&M basically leaked it out. Like no one told Texas A&M until like the Texas and OU deal was mostly done. Yeah. And then it was pretty clear, like Texas A&M leaked it to the media. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like trying to cause enough of a stink. Right. Ultimately, of course, like the, the vote is unanimous because the vote is always going to be unanimous because like these are not real votes. <laughs> like the vote already. <laughs> well, that's the part when people are like, oh, like nobody's voted on Oregon or Washington yet. I'm like, dude, the vote already happened. Like it just happened behind closed doors. Right. Like the Big Ten already had this conversation. They've already seen the valuations. Like this, this is like they're not going to have like some like they're like the votes are just for show. So, like, but there's no, there's nobody like. I mean, so here's the thing: like they had to have actually gone to and talked to before this was announced. People within the UC Board of Regents, right? Okay. Yeah. And nobody, nobody, nobody leaked was, nobody, it. Nobody was like, <laughs> no, 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 we're not like, we're like, we're going to burn this down and try to stop this, which just tells you about like, I mean, but the other part too is like that, that the board of re- like, there are a lot of other stakeholders. Like this isn't like, like the UC system. I mean, and I said like people should, I think, and I, I I'm an econ- I'm an economist by training, so I'm like, man, like part of the U.S.'s amazing productivity advantage in like in the U.S. economy is like driven by our amazing research universities. And I realize like like there are people who, um, I don't know, left their brain on too much like internet politics, and they're like, no, universities are bad, but like the UC system is amazing. Like that is an amazing thing. Like one state basically created a bunch of world class, like a bunch of world class research universities, because all of those UCs are right. Yeah. But like, so maybe like tech- yeah. No, Davis <laughs> no, has one kidding. of the best economics departments in the entire freaking world. Oh, like, I yeah, didn't know that. Okay. Like I mean, like they're um, now they are a little bit more ag oriented. Yeah, yeah, but that's, it's like that was them and uh, like Cornell are the two best ag schools in the world. Like it's not close. <laughs> like, so, but the, um, the, uh, when you look at like these, when you look at like, it's, it is a bit different than even like the university of Texas system because the university of Texas system has two really good research universities in A&M and Texas. And then there's like a really big fall off. to like everybody else kind of running around out there, like the UC system is like totally separate and almost everyone working around it is like a full on like academics, are the only thing that matters 
And really, like when we talk about the money involved here, like UC, I mean Cal and CLA and the UC system, the amount they bring in in grants and research money dwarfs what <laughs> dwarfs football money, right? Like, so like they could look. I mean, there's that's part of why like maybe UCLA had that stricture of like don't go out and compete with what we do in research dollars, right? Well, that that was, I mean, like, that's why I'm, I'm kind of jesting, but I'm serious where I really think if you ask the Cal faculty and that whole, like, school, would you prefer to have this program or not? They'd probably say no because they see it as a distraction. And, like, I mean that seriously and unironically, and I, I just think that that's where the program is. And that's fine. Like, I, I went on to um, the Quack 12 podcast, and I was kind of joshing about this, but, like, I really do think... Um, I think that's that's where the per- like now basketball it's a smaller thing like you know it's not as big of a thing and you know plus you have the oh, CTE they don't care about and- basketball at all they hired Mark Fox oh yeah yeah no but I mean like it it just costs less it's not a big of a headache yeah. you don't have the CTE you don't have to to keep up the the football right. state I just think like the football I think you almost if you were to ask that program like hey this is they they probably this is way more of a headache than we really want to deal with and like we we just want to do these things um. And that's fine, but it's kind of weird because they're like they're kind of caught in this like power politics over over like football revenue money and like TV contracts. I, I just find it fascinating. I think it's really interesting. What's going no, I mean, like imagine the world down the road. Like if if Notre Dame picked Stanford to go with them to the Big Ten, right? And then eventually Washington and Oregon go on to whatever super conference gets formed or whatever. Like Cal's going to drop football. like look Oregon State and Washington State are going to would in that in that world join the Mountain West and dominate the Mountain West right yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. um but that's not going to be the case like I think Cal drops football and never looks back right yeah. like and no one like no one on that campus or in that community even notices yeah people forget the, the one school we forgot to mention is the UC Santa Cruz Santa Cruz banana slugs who actually made the like the NCAA tournament one year like they don't play basketball anymore they're done they're done and, and that's fine they did the same thing like we're we're that was fun and it's it's cool to look back at the little banners in the gym that we use for coronation now and uh, and we'll move on that's I, a real bummer for the Pac-12 was like that none of the other UCs like play division one football. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They, cause they're all over California and you could potentially get some better, like, I mean, California of course is like enormous. Right. And the cat, like the PAC 12 would, would happily bring in the Fresno market if it were not Fresno state there, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or they would happily bring, like if they could also bring in like Sacramento Stockton, you know, like that's the 20th biggest DMA. Right. Um, like they'd happily bring those guys in, like if there was like a, a UC in that area, um, right? Or if instead of San Diego State, it was UC San Diego that was like a football, like that played football. Like that that team is in the Pac-10, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, decisions made long ago, and, and the space that all the schools had too. You know, I think some of the newer schools, right. yeah. Um, well, hey, so, so you, th- so at the end of the day, let's leave it here. We were going to talk about the wide receivers, but we could do that next week. Um, so at the end of the day, do you think, you think the PAC 10 stays together and it pulls in two to four teams? Look, I think that like you're likely out, your most likely outcome is like, and I'd put it at like 60% here. The PAC 10 is at 10, right? Like, I think that's probably your most likely outcome. They stick together with 10 and they just go with that. 
Huh. Um, I think your next most likely outcome at maybe like 30% is like they add and they, but they add somebody from a big market, right? Like, so they look to add somebody in Texas, like one of those two Texas markets. And then I'd put it like 10% is like the PAC 12 itself or what's left of it, it falls apart and joins the big 12. Hmm. I'd like that one better. You like, yeah, I mean, but like, <laughs> but like, here's the thing, like it, like everybody's like, oh yeah, you would totally join the Big Twelve. Like the Big Twelve offers the stability. I'm like, you don't join the Big Twelve unless they drop Kansas and Kansas State, yeah, right? Like you're not leaving, you're not dropping Oregon and Oregon State and maybe Cal and Stanford and leaving them behind, so that you can add. You know, like Kansas, Manhattan, right? the little big apple. Lubbock, right? Like <laughs> those are not moving numbers for you, right? Like you're not going to make any more. Like that's the trouble with this projection is like, I don't think like Arizona and Arizona state, Utah and Colorado make any more money in the big 12. In fact, I think they could make less money than they would with Oregon together because there are like people underestimate there are some like there are there's still a lot of mouths to feed in that Big 12 that are not big earners. Yeah, no that's very true. I mean Lubbock, Texas like okay, if if you don't know where Lubbock to go look at a map and look at the freeways and they literally had to like carve like a highway just cutting right. up north for for like 7 hours to get to Lubbock, Texas. It is the 145th largest DMA and there's nothing around it. No. <laughs> it <is>. no. <laughs> There's, there's no, I mean, Lubbock is in the middle of nowhere. Um, right. Like there's no, like you, like you're, but at like people are like, Oh, like Texas tech does decent numbers in Dallas, but like, they're not going to get you on the cable tier in Dallas. Right. They're not going to get you in there. Like rotating through Lubbock doesn't help. Right. Like it wouldn't help the way like having a game every year versus Houston or TCU would. Well, like right. so, the the ruthless move would be both conferences drop the dead weight and like yes. and, and come together. But right. I I just don't know, I don't know if that happens. Right? There's like a lot of stakeholders like Oregon State and Texas Tech that just would do everything that they possibly could. Like, and would you need the votes to do that too, or like could that be? No, I mean because like both because in both cases, like I don't think either of them have a new TV contract or grant of rights signed. Like I think that they'd be like, I think they could basically like whatever the Big Twelve is working off could basically be torn up, um, and then like the Pac-12 it would just be like. But here's the thing, like here's the thing about that one, is I think. I think what likely happens here is like one of these conferences is going to have the, the Fox as a partner and one is going to have ESPN as a partner and they are going to have it for like late night content, right? Like Fox still need, like and Fox may still sign a contract, like be a part of the PAC 12 deal. Right. Because they may still need late night games on FS one. Right. Yeah. But like maybe the most of the rest of their content for FS one beyond what they get from the big 10 now comes from the big 12. Right. Mm. And then like for e, like the pac 12, like maybe it's ESPN with like CB, like you're still hoping for like a CBS or something like I like, but I, one of the things I think is interesting here and the thing to keep an eye on if you're a pac 12 fan is that there were like the, the real, the real interesting conversation before the USC UCLA move around the big 10 contract was whether like where ESPN was going to fall and whether 
because Fox is going to be the major partner for Big Ten football. And before it had sort of been split, you know, between ESPN and Fox. Now Fox, like, but they, like, it looked like the Big Ten was still going to want to leave some space for ESPN content. Part of that is like you get game day, you know, like all that other stuff that comes with ESPN, right? Like ESPN game day mostly goes to games that ESPN is carrying. Yeah. Does that still happen? Like, does ESPN have, like, because ESPN as part of their plan was still planning on picking up some Big Ten content. If they don't, there's actually might be more space for some Pac-12 games on ESPN, right? If Fox actually freezes ESPN out of the Big Ten, but then there's also like CBS is also still looking for some content. And be like, I don't think there's going to be a shortage of suitors for the Pac-12. Like now they're not going to pay top dollar, but like the Pac-12 should end up in a better place distribution wise than they've been in. Yeah. Okay. And do you think that that, because of that, you don't see the, the big 12 Pac-12 super conference. I just, I, it's hard for me to see like who could pull that off. Right. Um, right now, given their other commitments, because like that on its own would uh, like that, co- yeah. like that conference would make a lot of money more. I mean, nothing. No, I mean, I say a lot of money, nothing. So I'm like, I'm going to qualify this. Nothing like the sec or big 10, but, more than you would make the ACC is going to make by a good amount, <laughs> right? Like you would be a pretty solid number three there, you know, maybe 40 million a year or something like behind the other, like the, you know, the big boys. But like, I just, I, it's hard for me to see between Fox or ESPN who has the space to make that happen. Now, maybe what happens is like NBC or CBS tries to make that happen right like um because like i do like espn may decide like espn or fox may decide like hey you know like actually our like we only want to be like a small partner with the pac-12 um for some late night games but that's part of why i think like the pac-12 continues to sort of live on is like their their value to networks is being able to show primetime west coast games yeah right like they're still like that is still it's not the majority of the country but that is still valuable valuable content to be able to sell that no one else can really sell. Let's go. Let's go. Super, <laughs> super conference. Just ditch, ditch the weight. I, I, I love, I love you, Oregon state, but uh, I'm let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Jonathan's just going to tear it up in the mountain West. No, no, I mean, <laughs> like, I, like, I've, but I mean like, that's like, if you, if I were running one of like Oregon or what, like that's like, that's, I would, I would go around and I would look for like, who wants to buy onto that. And you, everyone's like, Oh, the Oregon and Washington shouldn't sign a grant of rights. I'm like, guys, like pay attention. Like Andy Staples had something like it's guys like pay attention, right? Like this all happens at predictable times. So just make sure your deal expires right around whenever the big 10 deal expires and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like when they come around looking to do invites again, you'll be able to do it. Yeah. Well, that, it would just be so fun to like that conf- and that conference is interesting too. Cause I think there's teams that would be fun to play. Um, right. and, and you have, I think the one thing I'll, I'll make this the last question. I think I said like last question about 10 times, but is there value in teams from small to medium markets that actually have a fan base and invest? Right. I think the answer is yes. It's not the same as like getting access to San Francisco or whatever, but I kind of, it's the, it goes going back to the hipster conference where, you know, like it'd be fun to have a conference where we don't have to worry about, Oh, like, 
you know, Alabama like just spent seven thousand million dollars on another this and that, and it's like conferences. It's like college football, right? Like the schools that have to yeah. scrap to be good. Like you need that in the sport for it to be fun. Otherwise, it becomes the NFL, and that's frustrating. I just I, I don't want to watch that. Um, so I'm, I'm right. hoping that like it, it might be the Mountain West, it might be the Pac-10, <laughs> like, but I still like that. Oh, like you know, making fun of the school that just can't get their act together. You know, like that that stuff is fun to me. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's still value in school. Like, I mean, the, the trouble for the Pac-12 or anyone else out there is there's just nobody that brings, there's nobody that brings like like a you know the only national brand still running around out there is Notre Dame, right? Like, I just I want people like man, I had people last summer that were like yelling at me that are like Oregon can go independent. I'm like, no, they cannot. Like, like let's be realistic <laughs> about who Oregon is, right? <laughs> like. Um, and like, but that's like, I mean, like there's nobody out there that has the kind of pull for like a national market that's left, right. They're all like, other than Notre Dame, they're all in a conference already. Um, so after that, like, you know, maybe the, like the, the, you know, the big 12 wasn't dumb. Like that, that move there, they brought like Orlando is the 18th largest DMA. Like UCF is delightfully weird and they're a commuter <laughs> school, but like, you added a decent sized DMA and a decent sized fan base, and that's a win. Yeah, and, and a school right. willing to, like, I I just I keep going back to Cal, but like Cal and Stanford have just been like coasting. Um, oh no, like not the, working for it. Colorado. Like we talked about, yeah, like there are schools. Everyone in the pack, everyone in the Pac-12 has an engagement problem. Everyone does. Like. You and USC and UCLA have an engagement problem, <laughs> but nobody, like, I would say, like, you, Oregon State and Washington State do pretty well given their sort of endowments, right? Yeah. Like, given what they started out with, they're not in a bad spot. Um, the school, like, and I think there are schools that do – that like everyone else has like stuff that like if you were grading them on it, you'd probably give a lot of schools in the Pac-12 like a C. Yeah. On just about everything other than fundraising, right? Like, like they get a C. There's some B minus. I think Utah's probably like a B minus out there. You know, like maybe a B. But Cal and Stanford are Fs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they are full on. Like other than Stanford's having a couple of big donors who fund Stanford football they're an f there's no engagement right like everybody else needs to drive fan engagement and needs to work on it and it is something they need to actually like and and the, the conference and the, its member schools if they want to make themselves attractive for whatever happens next or if they want to continue to try to be successful in whatever world comes next even if they don't get into a super conference they have to absolutely be concerned about engagement and engagement with like well, like what I talked about, current students, alumni, and your local community, right? Those are that. Like everybody, most like most schools in the Pac-12, like I said, like Washington and Oregon, you you maybe have bees, like maybe less on those, right? Like if we're looking across the board, I like, I I push back at that. I think Oregon, like that that is a of all the schools in the Pac-12, I think Utah and Oregon are the two schools that are the most. Like where I think they I think they punch above their weight in market size. Um, you can make that argument to me, and I'll buy that. But right, like 
Cal and Stan, I mean, Cal and Stanford, if you're measuring those things, like they're awful. Oh yeah. And they're, and they're like, and I, like, here's, I don't think they're going to get it turned around and fixed. Like that's the part where it's like, you could talk me into Arizona and Arizona state and Washington and Oregon, you know, and Utah and Cal or in Colorado, like making an effort and try, I mean, maybe not Colorado, but making an effort (laughs) and trying to improve on those things. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't see a world where like Cal and Stanford get this fixed. Like their, their gap is enormous. Yeah. And, and like, frankly, UCLA was kind of like that, but they had at least some more money. Um, and, and they were in Los Angeles and there was some history. I don't know, like, you know, and they had the basketball program. So they were like, but, but I would still put them in that bucket. I, I think they're a tier above, um, Stanford I mean, and Cal is a low bar. I don't think I mean, our people like, look, I mean like the, the, we've seen this, right? Like I went to, like, I went to some games in the Mora era at the Rose bowl and it was like, they did decent. They did a decent, like they did decent ticket sales and look, ticket sales have been down around college football, but they've been catastrophic at UCLA and like, the big, like they're going to be, they're going to be a lot of times. There are a lot more big 10 fans in that stand from whoever they're playing than UCLA fans at their current trajectory. Yeah. Like I like, look, like you see like whatever, man, the check's still clear, but like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad we stopped. We I did an episode, not dumping on Cal. Like we did. <laughs> We did, but it wasn't the last thing that we said. <laughs> I think we did that three, like two or three episodes in a row. And I apologize, Cal fans. Like I just, you know, like kind of is what it is. Um, let, let's leave. No, the- I mean, it's just like they made conscious, to, like they have made, like there's just been conscious decisions to like not emphasize, you know, and like not really drive engagement. And look, like that's going to happen. You know, like your people, you know, kids go to Cal for very different reasons than Cal sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just don't, I mean, I just, I do what it, it feels like. And look, like ever, like what, what's interesting, I think, is that what we've seen, right. What we talked about, like where with ticket sales are in attendance, like physical attendance is, is declining across college football. I think what we have seen, and it'll be interesting at UCLA how it works for them going forward. But like at top app at academic institutions, like the fall off has been catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cal, like I mean, I I mean, I did my graduate work at Vanderbilt. Like I'm like I'm just in awe that they like anyone shows up. <laughs> I mean, they all, like, but they like like they're overwhelmingly like the tickets go to fans of the opposing team, right? Because Nashville's easy to get to in the South. Yeah, and it's a nice place to go. Like I get it, right? right. Like I would if we if like if Nashville was in the Pac-12, I would go to a Vanderbilt game because I know I can get there, tickets. And it's now awesome. there, now you're talking to me. Like now let's like let's add <laughs> <laughs> let's add let's add Vanderbilt and Northwestern and just start like the Ivy the Western Ivy League. Right? Like once they get kicked out of the SEC <laughs> and like that, that's actually like fun. Like there's some fun trips like Chicago, Nashville. Like Yeah, no, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, Palo Alto, you know, like even, even though nobody shows up, that's a beautiful, beautiful drive in and out. Um, yeah. 
Right on. All right. Well, all right. Let's let's leave it there, Rob. Thanks everybody for uh, for joining. If you have questions about the conference realignment, we promise. I think you know, unless something groundbreaking happens next week, we'll get back to uh, Pac-12 football. We have the season win totals. We have our uh, our uh, team unit previews that came out wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we have uh, and and really like we got to start doing our actual previews of these teams because uh, man, it starts in it's about coming, two months. Man, like this is like we've got. Like fall camps can start. The good news is that, well, that's kind of bad news, but for the first time in a couple of years, there's been no Pac-12 week zero, so it gives us one extra week to prepare, which I appreciate. Um, that's true. Yeah, because because every time we're like, oh crap, like Arizona plays Hawaii, <laughs> you know, like, oh right. no, get your act together, everybody. So, uh, but yeah, stay tuned. Uh, Twelve Pack Radio, Rob, you're. Are, I've been. I think I cranked through about twenty of your videos over the weekend, um, and they're just excellent previewing all of the. Um, you know, the top 40 teams, are you still working through those? Who do you got next? Or? I am. I've got, I've got Minnesota. I'm like way behind. I still got to do Minnesota. I've, I'm only going to end up doing 30 of them this year, which is still a good number, but um, yeah, like I've just been busy with the, the day job, unfortunately. So the Kirk Shiraka's second album drops soon. It's going to be awesome in Minnesota. See what's going on there. So Yeah. We get to find out a lot like uh, about what the real problems with the office, like in with like, uh, it's sort of like a redemption story for him because he was terrible yeah. at Penn State. <laughs> yeah, um, and can he sort of get his career back on track? And can Minnesota, like, and, and PJ Fleck, who was a genuine weirdo, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I'm going to brag to a bunch of 20 year olds that I have a $10,000 knife set. Like, okay. <laughs> I got I got I got to google that after this. Um right on. Okay, we'll check that out on YouTube. Uh Sharp College Football, you can google it there. All of the numbers that we talked through, although we didn't do it in this podcast. Uh sharpcollegefootball.com. We got projections, uh the whole shebang there. If you want to see what your team is projected in the preseason, where they project in each game that they're playing the entire season, if you want to look at your opponents, all there, all free, sharpcollegefootball.com. Check it out, uh, particularly as you're doing your research as we move into the season. Rob, thanks for coming on, and we'll check everybody next week.